Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic Indie Creator interview. It's your K Crusader Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our new guest, Paul Owler. We're here to break down the Pink Midnight Presents, the Butterfly House, and everything in between. Welcome to the stream, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking a, a bit backstage, and man, I got to say, you have been involved in a big chunk of my childhood from Power Rangers, Samurai Jack. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, GI Joe, and everything. Man, this uh, this yeah. that had to have been such a dream. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. I mean, if I go back and like tell my childhood self, just the Ninja Turtles alone. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. mean, I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been incredible. Yeah, I think everyone had one of those big throw like Ninja Turtle blankets growing up as a kid, right? Like I. Re <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Paul, how did you uh, how did you get into creating comics? Like, what was some of your very first steps uh, into into creating them? Yeah, I actually started reading comics uh, pretty late in um, in life. Um, I started reading reading comics uh, in my late twenties when a um, a coworker got me a, a comic book in in our like Secret Santa gift exchange at work, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of realized uh, that it was a medium that I thought I, I would do well at writing wise. So I kind of started reading and writing comics at the same time. Um, so I spent years just. Um, banging out comic scripts on my own, just kind of trying to practice the craft, reading them, honing it, all of that. And kind of a turning point came when I took a, uh, a class through Comics Experience, uh, their intro to writing class, which actually I teach that class now that I, wow. that, I that, that I took 12 <laughs> years ago. I'll be at Comics Experience, which is run by Andy Schmidt, who's a former editor at IDW and Marvel. Um, and uh, that really helped me both hone my skills more and also gave me a better understanding of how to get into the industry like ways to sort of make that actually happen um so a couple years after that class i put out my first uh, self-published uh, book which was a collection of five page shorts all drawn by different artists and i sent that out to a bunch of editors started slowly getting some offers to pitch on things and basically just spent the last decade kind of slowly working my way up and working my way in and like you said i had a lot of amazing opportunities along the way a lot of great uh, work for hire stuff a lot of uh, awesome uh, creator owned books that i've had the pleasure of doing with um, some wonderful collaborators yes yeah, it's been great that is that is so remarkable man holy crap did you have any like writing experience beforehand like were you doing like any like maybe like short stories or anything yeah oh yeah yeah I, i've been a writer pretty much all my life and at the time i, I was working as as a journalist um at a at a small town newspaper um and just kind of writing a lot of prose work on the side so yeah yeah I, writing was definitely already a thing for me it was just this is other than you know comics was like oh this is this seems like something that i could really sink my teeth into and do well on i really i really like the um some of the advantages of this of this medium mm -hmm. and yeah. hey man it had to have been such an awesome feeling to uh take that class and then years later be the teacher of that class like to, to give that knowledge back has to be such an awesome feeling it's been pretty cool yeah it was a, that was a long journey as well that like i i um i, I took the class and then years later i i became uh andy schmidt was still teaching i became his like teaching assistant where i would um wow i, I would basically look at look at the homework uh, every week and do different things and also i started teaching some of our advanced classes as well and then just uh just last year, Andy basically was like, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, since I have so much on my plate, I think about stepping away from teaching the intro class. Would you be interested in uh, taking it over if I if, if I did that? And I was like, yeah, of course. So, so yeah, I've, I've taught it one time so far. And then next our next session session starts in a, in a week or two. But, uh, yeah, it's been very cool. That is so cool. We have uh, yeah. Insomod32 over on Twitch stopping in to say hello. Welcome to the stream, Insomod. How are you doing? For everyone that is watching, 
Uh, we are getting ready to talk about Pink Midnight Presents The Butterfly House, a zoo campaign that is getting ready to launch soon. Uh, with that being said, you guys can sign up to be notified right now. Right here is the link. Be sure to share that on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you can. Word of mouth is 100% free. Speaking of this, Paul, this is an awesome, awesome concept and a rather personal uh, story for you as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Pink Midnight Presents, uh, the, the, the name is Pink Midnight Presents, colon, The Butterfly House, which is a bit of a mouthful. But the idea is that Pink Midnight Presents is the name of the series. And similar to like The Twilight Zone or Black Mirror, there will be uh, different um, issues that will each have like their own standalone story. They'll all be weird, eerie, slipstream stories, often with a bit of a horror tinge to them. Um, and done with an artist, uh, Juan Romero, and it's this gorgeous uh, black and white art, which is just uh, just incredible. Um, and yeah, this first one, The Butterfly House, is basically, it's a story about a guy who goes into the titular butterfly house, and uh, strange things happen. <laughs> um, and it's, 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 it's told entirely without words. Like, it is a very personal story to me. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of an allegory for, uh, for discovering one's, uh, one's gender identity. Um, I, I came out as non-binary a couple of years ago, and that definitely had a huge influence on this book. The, um, the origin of this book came about right around the same time. I think it was like within a month or so of, of me of me coming out was when I first came up with this idea. And uh, it's been a couple of years, but now it's uh, now it's a comic, and it's it's, it's ready. It's completely so drawn, ready to go. You worked on some big titles, but I have to ask: like this one, was this hard for you to do since it was so personal? Um, no, it's actually one of the easiest comics I've ever written. <laughs> which, uh, it's it's very it's very odd that I I was I was on a plane um, for the first time since before the pandemic, and this would have been like the, the close to two years ago now. Yeah, because this the summer, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> at some point in twenty twenty one, like late summer early fall and i was on this plane and i was kind of in like this sort of like half awake half asleep place that you get to uh on flights and this story just kind of slipped into my brain all at once um and it kind of like unfolded in my brain beat for beat for beat obviously like you know when i sat down to write the script i had to like you know work things out beyond that to figure out like you know exactly how it was going to play out but the general overall shape of it really did just come to me as if it was unspooling in my brain and that's never happened to me before or since so um it was weird and 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 i think that eeriness kind of carries over into the story i you know i and i i had it, uh, a chance to see you know uh i think uh, you shared uh one of the interiors on twitter um mm -hmm. like a year or two ago um and it's just, it's just gorgeous it's uh the the character walking into the butterfly house and it's just black yeah. and white and there's butterflies it was beautiful. Uh, who who'd you say the artist was again? Uh, Juan Romero. Uh, he's Gorgeous. From he's from Argentina. He's, he's amazing. I've worked with him many times before. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So do the, the butterflies have any special symbolism within the story, or is that kind of spoiler territory? Yes. To both of those questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, even on the cover, you know, you have uh, the white butterflies, and then there's just, what, I think, three pink ones. And it just seems like everything has like a special you know symbolism or meaning behind it mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a very a very um even though it has no words it's a very layered and uh, rich story that i think uh, rewards um going through it and really like paying attention to the art and seeing some of the subtle things that juan does in it um that really support the the storytelling yeah absolutely um and it does it goes in weird directions it goes in fairly horrific directions and uh <laughs> I, I hope people will uh will enjoy it so was uh was there any like troubles or you know tri tribulations like 
doing the story without having any like lettering at all? No, um, it was an interesting challenge. Um, but I think that because the story is, it, 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 it's not a terribly complex story. I think it's a, it's a, I think it's, it's, a, it's an emotionally complex story, but mm -hmm. like narr narratively, it, it unfolds in a fairly straightforward way. Even though at the end of it, like you probably will have no idea. Like this is this is not a, it's not a book where you'll be able to go like, here's exactly what happened and here's exactly what all that meant. You know, it, 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 it's, it more operates on dream logic. Um, and like I said, it's in like a theory slipstream sort of a way. Kind of so, open for like interpretation almost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so yeah, I, I mean honestly, like I. A couple people asked me like like why I decided to make it uh, wordless, and honestly, I can't remember making that decision. I, I feel like that was something that was sort of baked into the concept from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So, so I think because I had decided from the beginning to make it wordless, that that made it a little easier. That there wasn't any point where I was like, oh, how how am I going to do this without dialogue? You know, because the story was like was geared toward that from the start. I really like it too, because leaving it uh, for you know up for interpretation, you know, each reader walks away with a different experience almost like a different yeah, takeaway from it and that that is so awesome so everyone watching right here is the link for the campaign be sure to sign up it is new comic book day you have nothing to lose uh speaking of that what are some of your favorite tiers uh that we can expect when this does go live like any any cool uh reward tiers that that you know off the top of the head yeah we do have some cool stuff um we have a gorgeous uh variant cover by um uh, by jody edwards it's a, a watercolor painting that she did jody actually did these um paintings right behind me here so um and they're they're absolutely amazing um we have an enamel pin which is very cool um uh that kind of sums up the whole the whole spirit of the of the book it's a bit it's a bit um gory a bit um <laughs> <laughs> horrific but in a, in a really fun way um that, yeah that ties into some of the symbolism of the book um, other things we we're offering some digital commissions from Juan and he does a really amazing job with them. Uh, we're offering some script critiques from me. So yeah, there's a lot of different things to, to check out in it. That is so awesome. I, I keep loving hearing how like horrific and gr like gruesome it's going to be. Cause like butterflies are meant to be beautiful and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's so awesome. So what was, uh, what was it like working with Juan? Like the, the creative experience for you? Uh, I, I know there wasn't much. Um, there wasn't any lettering, so uh, did you kind of let him kind of take the wheel with some of the script, or did you have a, a idea that you wanted him to stick to? No, I absolutely let him take the wheel much more than uh, than usual on this one. Um, yeah, I've, I've been working with Juan, like I said, for for like over over ten years now. Um, some he he literally drew the first comic that the first five page comic that I ever had completed, um, and then we did a a mini series together called Strange Nation for a Monkey Brain and IDW uh, about eight years back it's been a while wow um <laughs> but um yeah no a big part of this whole pink midnight presents project was based on me loving juan's black and white art loving what he can do with like eerie and horrific things and wanting to like lean into that um and he's also extraordinarily good at layouts and at the visual storytelling at the sequential storytelling so with all that in mind, I actually wrote the script Marvel style, which I had uh, very rarely done before, where I, I just basically uh, told him what I'd like to have on it page by page. Um, and it was interesting because like, I found myself sort of in, in, in some places writing it like 
in a panel by panel manner anyway, because I would have a page with like five short paragraphs on it, and I realized they were like basically correspondent panels. <laughs> but but you know, writing it that way really gave him the freedom to like step away as much as he wanted, um, and to really and but other pages really were just like just a block of like here's what happens, and, and leaving it up to him to to do that layout. And I'm so I'm so glad I talked about it beforehand. Like you know, would you be cool doing it this way? Would that be right? And he was like, yeah, heck yeah. So um, yeah, he just did a really amazing job with this. Yeah, it, it definitely did lean very heavy heavily into into his um, his collaboration on this. Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. So you know, we have uh, Pink Midnight presents as well. So this is the first uh, story from that. Uh, can you give us a little bit about what Pink Midnight presents is? Yeah, basically, it's a it's just a series of um, stories that'll all be one or all be with black and white art. They won't all be um, wordless like this one is. That's just this first one, but they'll all exist in sort of that um, that weird slipstream um, space uh, of storytelling. When I say weird, like. A lot of times when people say weird, they really mean like wacky or eccentric. Like, you know, it's, it's vampires on Venus. It's weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, weird in terms of like unsettling, like weird mm-hmm. in terms of like, like, like you, you finish it and you don't really understand what you just, what you just read, but it still makes sense. Um, like, instinctually it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when, when a lot of david lynch movies and like the twin peaks especially the third season of twin peaks in particular where like you don't know what the hell happened but it feels like it made sense and it feels like it was a complete story and that's kind of what we're what we're aiming for in these in these stories as well and really it's just an excuse for juan and i to just do some 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 weird eerie fun stuff um and put it out there for people to enjoy man that sounds like so much fun thank you so much paul yeah. for swinging by Absolutely. Uh, breaking, breaking this down, this sounds like it's going to be such an awesome read. And I can't wait to see what else comes out from you from Pin, uh, Pink Midnight uh, Presents as well. Thank you. Um, what's next for you in the future after this? You know, after the campaign's over, like any other projects for you uh, coming up soon? Um, I'm in that weird place where I have a lot of stuff that is coming up, but none of, none of it's really been announced yet. So okay, yeah. um, I have I have a, uh, a a Turtles one shot that's coming out in a month or two as part of oh, the uh, dude. Part, of, part of the Armageddon game um, series. And also I have a, another Turtles project coming up that I'm so excited about it. I cannot wait until it is announced because people are going to flip over it. Um, so that, and, and then I have some other... So I have a superhero book um, that should be announced in a few months that I'm working with some folks on that it's very also definitely not what you're expecting when I say I have a superhero book coming out. So mm-hmm. um, I think that'll be really uh, really exciting and fun when, when that gets announced as well. I think people will be very excited about that. I, I, so, so how, how you feeling about getting uh, behind uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again? That has to be such an awesome feeling. Oh, it's great! Yeah, yeah. It, it felt it felt like um, <laughs> it felt like revisiting some old friends. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I did a ton of turtle stuff earlier on in my career. It's, it's been like you know three or four years since I've done much in that universe now. And so yeah, getting back into that has been uh, fantastic. It's like oh yeah, these guys, I remember them. <laughs> They're fantastic. <laughs> Things have changed a little bit. There's 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 a fifth one now. She's awesome. Uh, but you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's really really cool to get back into that. Yeah, that is so cool, Paul. Before we let you go, I always love ending the show on a strong note. And I think uh, as a teacher, you can appreciate this too. I always love yeah. asking for a piece of advice for anyone who might be new uh, to the industry. You know, whether it's writing or doing the art or anything in between. So for anyone out there that is struggling, just getting motivated to go, what advice would you have for them to help them get started? Hmm. Um, you really, you just don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, just write when you can write, when it works for your life and don't, you know, 
don't listen to people who are like, you have to write every day because, you know, you might be facing personal challenges. You might be facing mental health challenges that make that difficult for you. So just, you know, do what you can when you can and, and don't expect things to unfold on any kind of a certain timeline because comics does not respect your, your planned timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess just, just, you know, just do what you can and have fun and, um, and, and, and you'll get there. We have Insomot32. Very great advice. Yes, that is some awesome advice. Uh, and I mean, keeping your mental health in check is like mm-hmm. important. Like that's what keeps the engine running, right? You got to make sure yeah. that's well maintained uh, so you can keep pumping it out. Uh, everyone that is watching, here is the link. Be sure to get notified one last time. It is New Comic Book Day. You do not want to miss out on this awesome story. Paul, thank you so much for swinging by. Everyone watching, I hope you have a lovely Wednesday. But most importantly, guys, keep it geekly.